So uh, Ryan Gleason, who we had on episode four, mm-hmm. we did uh, East Bendigo Brewing Company. Yeah, and he actually said Brooks get their uh, pale ale because they're like a sister company mm-hmm. of East Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, they sort of fall under the same banner. Yeah, but yeah, not a bad brew. No, good. It's what? pretty pretty easy, pretty easy drink. Brooks one and a half. Cup. Yeah, standard. It's pretty um pretty light, pretty crisp. Yeah, five point two ABV. Yeah, it's not really boozy at all. No, no. So that's uh, a good summer drink. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of Drinks with Jackson. Uh, as always, I'm your host Jackson, and today in the hot seat we have Sean Reedy. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, before we really get into much more, obviously, uh, I, I know a little bit about you, and we were talking about uh, my first sort of interaction with you and trying to nut that out. Yeah, um, for sure. Maybe uh, tell the listeners, you know, who you are, and what you do. Yeah, about me, yeah. Um, oh, geez, where do I start? Well, currently, what I, I'm real estate agent, uh, working for Gagliardi Scott with Rocky and the boys there. Been doing that for probably my fifth year now. Um, First and foremost, I'm a dad. I've got two, two little girls and a husband to my lovely wife, uh, Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I'm 20, 10, 28, well, 28 last week. So Happy birthday, uh, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much currently what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a bit about me. Um, obviously, yeah, we were chatting before. We sort of met very oh, a while ago. Now it be nearly 10 years ago. At, at uh, La Trobe Uni in Bendigo. Uh, in oh, Shep- it's Shepherd O Week, I reckon. O-week. Orientation Week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't last long for me there. It was only a couple of weeks. And then what the, it was a couple of years later, I remember you were renting out a space. You were doing strength and conditioning yeah, at yeah. Fabian's yeah, CrossFit Gym. Yeah, the CrossFit Gym there. And then yeah. I think you moved to Harley's Gym, yeah, there, strength and conditioning. Harley's Gym there, yeah. And then you went to Gagliardi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, great. mate. It, I admire you. Like we're we're the same age. I'm 28 in November, mm. but you know to uh, to go out on your own so early mm. and work for yourself and then transition to a polar opposite industry, mm. it's uh, pretty admirable. And you're killing it too. Again, yeah, like the, the unit that I'm in at the moment, you sold for me yeah, in yeah. no time. Mm. Um, obviously, a bit of a hold up in where I'm moving to, but yeah, I couldn't be happier with. You know the experience that I got, and I yeah, just yeah, thought like sure. your story. I thought, fuck it, we'll get something. Yeah, away. yeah, no, I appreciate. It. Yeah, it's a bit of a different, um, I guess, different process. Like, like, not a very traditional sort of, um, you know, what they teach at school. Go to uni and, you know, step by step, and sort of know straight away what you want to do in yeah. life. You know, from year twelve. So, I mean, you know, I've chopped and changed, you know, a little bit, but. <clears throat> Obviously, as we when we, we first met at that O week, was doing studying uh, business degrees, and Shep pretty much knew early on that that wasn't going to be wasn't for you, wasn't for me. Just because we don't really like sitting still and yeah, it's fair. all day, every day sort of thing. So um, got pretty learned that pretty quickly, and that's the thing. Like you sort of don't know until you try really what you want to do in life. Like I didn't really know in year twelve. You know, I've always been sort of sporty with playing different sports and stuff like that. Um, so that was where I sort of led up to. I said, oh, I'll have a gap year, just try out, yeah. you know, sort of coaching in the PT space. At the time, I was training at a CrossFit gym. 
with Fabian um, out at JV CrossFit. And yeah, I was just sort of like, all right, well, I'll just clean the floors. I was literally just cleaning for him just to get a free gym membership because I was in my, like at the time, I was just working at a hardware store. So wasn't earning that much um, dough. And then I was starting to become a PT. I was trying to pretend to go back and forth oh, yeah. um, to do a PT course there. So did that for my gap year. Um, and I really liked that sort of side of PTing and training and got really fit. Um, and then from there, that led me to go on a uni in Melbourne studying exercise science. That's VU? Yeah, VU, yeah. yeah. And then, um, uni? Yeah, so... Did two years there, got really, um, really dedicated, really passionate about sort of the exercise science and strength and conditioning sort of realm, athletes and all that sort of stuff. Got to a point where I was um, training athletes at the VIS uh, with swimming specifically. Yep. Uh, got a gig working with um, Nutterwadding Swimming Club there, um, yep. training Australian level athletes that were going to the Olympics. So uh, like assisting the head the head coach and then obviously helping him out and then eventually just started coaching individual athletes by myself in the VIS. Um, and there was also helping out at Carlton as well. Um, yeah, right. doing, doing some stuff there. Yeah. The yeah, on the blues work. as well. I was, like, I was, oh, so I was buzzing. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so, and then, you know. Is that under Ratton at that point? Um, was it Ratton? It was either Ratton or... Um, uh, the other guy that after him, the little fella, is at Hawthorne now. The the bloke with the big bug eyes. The yeah. little oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, but he's assistant coach at Hawthorne or Kangaroos. Um, I don't know whether he follows Clarkson or not. But um, but at that time, yeah, um, they were sort of in that growth phase. Like it was when Harry McKay. Um, been Kerno, the growth phase. Like all those boys yeah. just got drafted. They've been in the growth phase for the last yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, seven, twenty-eight years. I know. Last premiership since we were born. So yeah, uh, but, um, dad. Like my middle name's Anthony. That was my own, the only job my dad had as a as a dad was to pick my middle name. Yeah. So I went to the premiership poster. Yeah. Number forty-three, Anthony Kudafidis. Just you know, yeah, Kuda. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely no ability. Yeah. Uh, turned out to be five foot eight with no footy ability. Yeah, but, correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, so... Love the blues. Yeah, love the blues. So, that, so I was buzzing there. Um, yeah, so I got pretty, um, I guess, successful within the first few years and that was just, you know, just went down to work, work ethic. I did a lot of free work but I didn't get paid for any of those sort of things. Yep. At the time, it's a little bit better now but with strength and conditioning, like it was just a lot of free labour. It's not really... Unless you're sort of high up, you know, there's not many very good paying jobs in that area. But at the time, I just wanted to learn, so I could all in, you know, get the experience, just get the experience, just take every opportunity. Um, and I guess the best thing about that was learning how to talk to people, different personalities. And I learned that very early on when I was coaching with the PT industry, and even working at the hardware store too. Like uh, when I was younger, I was very shy. Um, very and people that know me probably didn't think that, but you know, I hated calling people on the phone when I was a kid. Like, if I wanted to go play at a friend's house, or whatever, mum would be like, "Oh, we'll call call them up," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to do that." Like, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but in personally, I'm quite sort of not shy, but just I'm not very outgoing. Even though I sort of portray myself as outgoing. Um, so early on at the hardware store, and then 
leading up to coaching athletes, it was just that journey of learning how to talk to people, how to be personable, um, you know, um, and a really good book that I read was, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes, that's an old book. Oh, an old book. Um, that really helped me. Because um, that's the biggest thing, like, you, you know, you don't have to be the best at everything, but if people really enjoy your company and, you know, you can get along with people and whatnot and yeah. personalise with them, then, you know, that's where you can get along really really far away in life. You know, yeah. you can get up really well. If it's you can... that effort. Like, if they see effort in that interaction, yeah. you're you're giving that your best shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that yeah, correct. goes a long way. Yeah, exactly sure. right. Like, you've got to be, you know, you can't, you can't be just a drop kick and not know anything. Like, if you're sort of half good at what you can do, but you have really good personal skills, then, yeah. you know, you can get really far. So reading that book and just learning and meeting different people and different personalities and different industries really helped that. And then got to a point where I was, this was at my second year. So I'd finished my second year of uni. I got up to that point, like, pretty with working with elite athletes and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, is there a really big gap in shit with this sort of stuff? Like, no one's really doing any of these sort of, training athletes or, you know, even PT to a degree, like it wasn't really, like there was all these big box gyms and stuff and whatnot, but there wasn't really a big personality or someone really pushing the way that we sort of coach and train people in shit. So I just said, screw it. Um, I'll do it. I was, at the time I was um, learning NLP, neuro-linguistic programming at the time. Yeah. I don't know whether you heard NLP. So it's just sort of like, um, um, it's to a degree it's just like um again how you talk and interact people um it's just a type of way to be able to change habits you know through your brain and things like that yeah right um anyway we this was like a seven day intensive course and they he did like this um type of um exercise on me because i was really torn about whether i'd leave what i was doing to in a pretty successful job um, well, not job, but in a really good position with my career, or you know, move away, have a crack at you know, starting up my own business and chef, and then yeah, and um, it pretty much was a point where it's like, well, what's the ability like? It can start and if it doesn't work very well, you can always go back. Yeah, like there's again, you're not gonna. There's no wrong decision. No, there's no right decision. There's only. Yeah, it's making, not like you're giving up a position yeah. at Google. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. Yeah. You know, you just at least making the decision. You know, don't sort of just. Um, I know live the traditional life. Yeah. You know, just take a, have a chance, take a crack, and if it if it doesn't work out. You know, you can go back to whatever you were doing. You know, it's not that hard. Like you've done it before, sort of thing. So. Yeah. So I did that. Um, did really well, uh, with that with that business in Shep, started, started growing up, got up to about 100 clients, um, trained some really elite athletes in, in Shepparton themselves, a couple of like college athletes, um, you know, kids that come in over the holidays or had been accepted to go to the scholarship or work was trying to get a scholarship into um, to like the elite level over there to college. So like a couple of athletes, like one was at Harvard, another one was at um, NCU, I think, North Carolina. Um, and which is pretty cool, a couple of Australian athletes as well within Shep too. Um, and then just your everyday other people that just want to get better within their sports and do a lot of injury prevention and injury management as well, which is pretty cool. So, um, but then at that time, and then this is where I met Rocky. 
and uh, I remember seeing him at the CrossFit early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, I was doing I was doing some stuff with the Murray Bush Rangers, just like helping them out. And um, his son at the time, uh, his son was at the time in the Bush Rangers, and so then he just sort of like, oh, you know, love what you're doing. Can we, you know, train individually, blah blah, blah you know, separately? And then Rocky sort of jumped in as well, trained with him as well, which was cool. And then just got the chatting with Rocky, and then probably a good six or twelve months where Rocky was like chipping away, saying, oh, you know. You'd be really good at, you know, working in real estate, blah blah blah, because you know we got really we got along really well, and I think and then about yeah six to twelve months later, I'm like, oh yeah, why not? Why not? I'm like, again, if it doesn't work out, I can just go back to doing this again. Nothing to lose, mate. Nothing to lose. Um, you know. So at, at the time, for the first year, year and a half, I was doing both. So I was like, I gave like five. Train my clients in the morning, work sort of eight thirty nine o'clock till five o'clock, and then do you know five till eight, um, training clients. So I did that for about a year and a half, and then I was just like, oh, and I learned a re- I learned a lot in real estate within the first year too. You know, it was completely new concepts. So I was just like hooked because of just how things work, how knowing to negotiate, how to you know sell, buy real estate, all that sort of thing. You know, there's a lot to take in commercial, industrial, um, residential, land estates, all that sort of stuff. So, um, so I thought, all right, if I'm gonna have a full crack. I'm gonna have to, you know, commit. Commit. So, finish that up at um, what was the performance project was what the business was. Yep. Uh, finish that up. Went all in. Um, did really like full like. Um, Keep taking more and more and more steps until a point where I was ready to um, jump on my own bat um, as a sales agent. So obviously, with that, with with people that know how with real estate works, like you're on a you're on a um, you're a commission based, you know. So you're on a retainer, but you got to you've got to work and sell to pay that retainer back, right? So for example, if you're getting five hundred bucks a week from the business as a retainer, you've got to pay that. Retain it back to them through the commissions. Through the commissions, yeah. That's at the end of the month. So, say you get you get two grand in a retainer. You've got to pay that two grand, whatever's left. That's that's yours. That's the pro. You know, that's that's that you get that back. Um, and you know, obviously property tax and all that sort of stuff. But so it was a pretty good time at the time. Um, I just this was COVID as well. So this was twenty twenty. This was 2020, just had a kid, um, early 2020. Sketchy time to really change industries, eh? Yeah. So, and it, like, so I met my missus at the start of my real estate career. And then, yeah, like within a couple of years, again, we're sort of, uh, we weren't sort of mucking around. We, you know, we knew that we were going to be together for, you know, for, for forever, for a long time. So, um, yeah, had Charlotte and then COVID hit. At the time, the market was just like, you don't know what was going to go, what was going to tank. Luckily, it was popping off, eh? You know, because at the time, the market was doing really well. Like, Shep had notoriously been quite slow for 20 years. There was just no growth. And then, sort of the year, six months before COVID, we were really getting some steady growth. So, it was like, oh, this is really good, really slow growth. It's really healthy. Then COVID hit. It's like, all right, well, what's going to happen here? And then, then it started really popping sort of midway through 2020. I'm like, all right, well, this is a perfect time to capitalizing this so i sort of started towards it back into 2020 and i had just bought a house as well so i had a mortgage too at the time but 
the mortgage wasn't huge compared to what it is you know now as a first comparatively speaking, comparatively speaking the market's you know the house of that property's probably doubled which is nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I remember calling Rocky out because where I was living, uh, North End off Bernie Road, he used to walk his yeah. dog. Like, remember that hour that you yeah, had to yeah. exercise? Yeah. I remember seeing his face and like, wait, well, Rocky. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. my house worth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd go up every week. <laughs> oh, bro. He, yeah. he ended up selling it. The fir- first offer fell through, and then the second offer was 20 grand more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. That was when I moved into this joint yeah. because I was I bought this at what nineteen or twenty, yeah, um, and then obviously you sold it, but yeah, 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 just like through COVID, it was just yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. So I thought, oh, again, I'm just gonna bite the bullet, take a punt, and I wish I probably did it earlier. But you know, when you have people depend on you to a degree, you know, it's a bit, <clears throat> you know, you got a child and a wife, and she's not working too much, you know, look after baby, sort yeah. of like a lot she's of people depending on you, you know, yeah. so. Well, no, back myself, you know, I've done all the work. And again, what's there to lose? You're not going to lose your house. Like, you can always pick up work somewhere else if it's going to be tough going. Like, it's not. That's where people probably, what I sort of see, you know, not so much kids, my people my age, or some people my age as well, but also our age. younger. Our age. Yeah, people <laughs> our age, people yeah. older. You know, you see it all the time where people just sort of get comfortable. Flounder. Flounder, yeah. just get by life. You know, and then by the time you know it, you're fucking 30, 40. Yeah. And so I thought, well, again, I'll have a crack. You know, luckily enough, I've got support around me. Like, I've got good parents. Good. You know, the in-laws are really good too. Like, you got you're really good support around me. So, you know, if shit would have happened, they would, they would help you out, you know. But um, I thought I can back my ability to, you know, do well in this industry. Um you know, make make it happen, make it work. And, oh, sure. Um, yeah, so then since then, um, you know, I've been, you know, doing really well consistently sort of towards that top five agents in Shep in terms of, you know, um, sales and days on market and average sale price and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, look after a lot of the residential estates as well, which is really cool. So a lot of the land that gets sold, I, I sort of deal with. Um, and also sort of dabbled in my dabbled in the invest investment um, portfolio as well over the last sort of year. Sort of again took a punt, uh, brought a lot of land that was like brought some blocks of land. And you did personally? Yeah, yeah. Brought some Good land. Um, ended up buying about five blocks. Oh, and again nice. at the time, like you sort of you didn't know whether where it was going to end up. Yeah, I'm devastated. I uh, I two blocks up. The North Quarter, mm. and I let them go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I know. Probably one of my biggest regrets. Yeah, ever. yeah, for sure. Oh, oh man. I know a lot of people that were in the same boat too. Um. So, you know, and I, and at the time I was a a good client of mine as well. Um, Luke, that was sort of doing it too, and you know we had a really good partnership there, and we still do have a really good partnership. And now we're getting to the next phase of all right. Well, what's the next thing that we can it's do? It's more now? the renovations now. Yeah, know, yeah, never yeah. Finding good deal because at the moment, yeah. like you know, the market slowed up, so you can find a good deal. You know, it's, it's more of a buyer's market now, not a seller's market. So sure. you can find a good deal, find value somewhere, and make it happen. So just gotta be smart. But yeah, just took a pump. Um, very stressful times when it happened, just with the timing of everything. Because some land, when you buy it, sometimes it doesn't, you know, 
with through construction doesn't always idle on time. So it was it was yeah. got to a point where it was very close in terms of all my had all my money on one block and hadn't titled yet, and then I had to settle on another block. And, that was my issue, bro. Yeah, yeah. so it, it got very stressful at, at a point, you know, to a point where we were we were scrounging for cash, like we were pretty we were sort of you know living week by week. Um, but you just you make it work. You make it happen. You make it happen. You know, yeah. like you know, doing other jobs and just saving here or there. You know, just living on pasta and shit. You know, like not going away, not spending all that money. Not so going out. yeah, yeah. So there's a point there, sort of six five months ago, where I was just like, shit got tight. We'd 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 sold our house as well and brought another house and renovating it. So we're spending spent a lot of money there renovating it too and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So. Um, but yeah, I just think that, I think that what I realized in life was that if you're not going to die from it, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yep. I woke up to that maybe 12, 18 months ago. Mm. And like, it's, some people would say that it's rude, but like that no fucks given mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Like just try your best. Yeah. 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 You're not going to. And it's a bit of a, like, you get, and there's a, you got to reflect sometimes too. And I, I try to, like, I don't reflect enough, but when I do, because life goes by so quickly. It's crazy. It's hey. crazy. And it, you got to reflect. Um, and, you know, we've been doing, I've been doing some journaling and stuff like that. And and then, like, literally, like, as I said, when I told him when I walked in, I had, like, a, been a crazy week. Like, you know, I had to uh, put my dog down yesterday. Sorry to hear you know, that. So, um, and he was a big part of our family and, and just reflecting on that and how good we've, you know, he's been and within our family and stuff and, you know, and just reflecting on the last few, like his four years he's been in our life and stuff like that. And yeah, you just got to reflect, well, where I want to be in my life, you know, am I, am I doing enough? Am I comfortable? So like, I think reflection is just a huge part of, are you happy? Yeah. Are you happy? Am That's I doing enough? Life. You know, yeah. so, um, so going back to that mentality thing of, you know, am I, if I'm, am, am I going to die from this or am I going to go bankrupt? Like, is it that, you know, is it, have I got good X causes from that? You know, like you're not, if you might lose a little bit of money, you know, so be it. You know, as long as it's not going to send you broke, it's like, well, what's the, what's the risk? Well, why, why not? Like, you know, so you got to still be smart about it, but I think a lot of people, and it's funny in the in the real estate industry, a lot of people do sort of be a bit more reserved. And there's some people. I remember when I first started, there were people looking for to buy a house, and they got past COVID, and the prices are like doubled, and they're still looking to buy a house. I'm like, well, why are you so reserved for? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, you know. So we we're talking about this. So I recorded an ep- an episode earlier in the week with a uh, reporter that'll be. The next step that pops up on the twentieth, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were really just talking about like the the regrets that I've got mm. is selling this mm. because in hindsight, Kai's just been an absolute nightmare. Mm. And if I didn't build there, I'd be mortgage free in the middle of town, mm. three bed, one bath. I'm a bachelor. Like this is enough for me. Mm. Like without going over the top. Like, yeah, like yeah. I don't need a mansion. Yeah, yeah. But it's like living with them. Living within your own means, just being modest, yeah, and like maybe just lower the bar down a little bit, yeah, yeah, for like sure. Providing it's got everything you need, 
yeah you know and that's where that reflection comes back to 100 you know? like journaling like w- when you said that it really hit a hit a note for me and that um i've, I've seen a shrink and everything and you know that that's a form of therapy within mm. itself mm-hmm. you know just reflecting oh, yeah. on your actions every day or every week <sighs> yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a good it's a good way of hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's huge because you can just unless you don't ask yourself those tough questions or reflect. Um, no one else is going to ask you those tough questions. No, you got to be hard on yourself. Like, you know, for example, if you just you know if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're getting the same result. Like, well, Isn't that the definition of insanity? Yeah. Uh, pretty, um, probably expect, is. Expect doing the same thing every day, but expecting, expecting a, a different, different result. result. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if you feel like you're not getting anywhere in life, you've got to, well, you got to ask yourself that question, you know, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Or what know, can I do, what different, can I do yeah. differently? You know, so, and I always, and it's funny, like with, um, we had a meeting actually within, within the business with Rocky and, you know, he brings that up. He brought that up as well. You know, how can I do things differently? How can I, you know, with the real estate, it's always a changing market. You know, what can I do things differently? How can I be better? Um, you know, so those sort of, you know, those people that want to go far in life, you know, and and not everyone wants to do that. Like, you know, there's people that just want to be, you know, ha- have a healthy family and all those other things, which is fine. Like just cruise through, yeah. You know, that's if that's what you want to do. Like, I I'm see not a lot that's, yeah. I, I see yeah. a lot of that at the factory. Yeah. Like yeah. you you get your money each week, four on, four off. For four days you're a family mm. man. The other four, you know, you, you're doing what you need to do to service the family's needs. Exactly. But I I don't see like there's no challenge or no, no struggle. There's like, no challenge. There's no struggle. Yeah, no. it's just No, it's just the same old day in, day out. And I mean like, yeah. I just think that would be, you know, a bit of a boring life, like, you know, and now me being, you know, I've got two kids now, like, I want them to enjoy everything that life has to offer and be able to give them the same mentality, the same, you know, drive for them for whatever they want to do, you know, um, to get far in life for them. Yeah. And I want to be able to provide for them and also give them a head start. Like, my parents, and not so much they gave me a head start in the sense of, you know, gave me all this money to do anything. They didn't do any of that. They actually made me work, made me the, made me learn those life skills to be independent, you know, but if there was a struggle, like, for example, when I brought my first home, you know, all the rent that I was paying them, you know, and they made sure I had to pay rent, you know, when I was living with them, all that rent money was actually just them, that like, that went towards my deposit for the, for the house. You know, yeah. it was pretty cool. But it taught me the lesson of, you know, put money away, budgeting. pay dues, you know, do all the hard work because that's what life is. You know, you got to pay your, pay your bills, pay your dues, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, so, you know, teaching my kids how to work hard, get, you know, if you want things in life, you got to go at it and have a crack and, you know, have no fear, like give them the support that, you know, if they can have a crack that they're not, they're not going to, you know, out on the streets and living like a bum you know you know so do you you find though like because of the way that you were brought up to um what what's that uh ever going pattern uh 
hard times create strong men, strong men create easy times, easy times create soft men, soft men create hard times. Mm. And it's just that cycle, that cycle, that continuation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, show me the man that was a son of a great man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that. Yeah. Um, it's like when you're growing up, when when you're growing up with challenges, mm-hmm. uh, you know that that adversity it, it almost benefited you in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, I've had a lot of adversity. Yeah. Not like, and I mean, it's not a huge adversity in terms of you know, being poor or like I've always had a, my parents have always been hard workers and always made the best for us kids. But like, for example, like a lot of injuries through childhood, like playing, I play a lot of high level sport with basketball and things like that. Like in, in some high level programs and then, you know, I had multiple injuries like knee. So I was like, I had a couple of knee injuries was out for like 12 months. So mentally that was a, a quite a struggle and how to, you know, rehab and get back to that. And then, and then had an Achilles injury straight after sort of getting back to it, you know. So there was a lot of ment- mental mental struggle with that um, at that time. Um, so I learned how to be sort of resilient and just keep working hard to, you know, get to where I want to be. Um, and then, yeah, same with getting into the strength and conditioning industry uh, when I was first at uni because that's a very competitive area like it's and there's not many jobs in that industry that gets you get paid for it so again just doing big days big hours again would come home every weekend still work at the hardware store i'd work monday to friday at melbourne uni do all the free work and then come home i'd even work saturdays and i was working at a football club monash uni blues got paid like a thousand bucks for the whole year and that was like three days a week like two two nights training and game day saturdays but then I'd come up Sunday, work the Sunday shift at the hardware, get you a couple hundred bucks, 250, and then that was me for the, you know, lucky I was getting like Centrelink and stuff, you know, to pay rent. Say, what are you was, eating? You know, yeah. I get Centrelink to pay rent and all that, which was helpful, um, you know, but, you know, that was that was food for the week, yeah. you know. Um, do it all again Monday to Friday, uni, do late hours, free, free labour just to get by, just to keep learning and getting better. Yeah. You know, so, and then the same with, and same with real estate, like um, doing all open homes, working after hours, because at the time when I was working on the Rocky, I was on a wage, but, you know, doing the hard yards, you know, follow-ups, after hours work, just to get better, learn my craft. Um, and now I'm at the point where, I do. I still do those things. I still work after it's hours. It's just and all a second that stuff. nature, though. Do you? Yeah, man. but but I'm, now I'm getting rewarded for that. You know, the more the harder I work, the more houses I sell, the more money I make. You know, so now I'm I'm getting rewarded for that. You know, ten year, eight eight year sort of struggle. You know, I'm getting rewarded, making really good money now. Um, you know, being pretty fortunate position to where I am now. So, That's good, and yeah. like I still through that like you you're humble mm. because you've had to go through that struggle whereas yeah, yeah. it's not like it was bang from the get-go like this is the expectation oh, 100%. the silver spoon mentality yeah yeah like. yeah, yeah exactly right I, and anyway go i got a few mates as well that you know have pushed through and push hard and you know uh are starting to reap the rewards as well so there's a few that 
you know, you could probably, like people that I know that I reckon you could make the jump and do really well as well, but they're, you know, comfortable too. So, um, you know, I don't push them. Like if they ask, I'll tell them or help them. But I don't, I don't, I don't really advocate or like advocate how, how successful I am, I guess. Like, yeah, you know, people that are close to me will sort of ask how I got to that position or, you know, how, what I did, you know, and I'll help them out and, you know, give them support if they wanted to make the the pushes or the jump as well. But yeah, you know, just a lot of people that are just comfortable, I guess. Yeah. You, know, you could just see the potential there, you know. Oh, 100%. You know, there's people you can see with good potential. So, and then, and then, and the, but in saying that though, on the flip side, like, there's a lot of young people that are, you know, doing really well, starting up their own businesses and stuff like that. And shit. People that come back from Melbourne, um, like, a, some of the builders, people that I know, they've taken the plunge now, left their comfortable, you know, job working under someone else and taking the plunge and Did their you know, start, starting yeah. their own business and stuff like that. So it's great to see. So, yeah. So good. Mm. How's that for an introduction? Yeah. Mate, so bloody good. So good. Hope I covered everything. Oh, I think you have to a T. And like just the continuation. So I remember seeing you at the O Week. I remember doing CrossFit for a stint whilst I was at Bendigo Bank after the issues with the factory to finish my degree. And then I remember going to Origin whilst I was working at ANZ and then dropped off the map a little bit with the uh, training uh, when I went back to the factory. But, you know, the factory is more of like that golden handcuff. It pays well, oh, but yeah. the progression's not there. You're not nah. necessarily satisfied. Like, nah. but And that's where I sort of found that... Uh, that like a true interest in property and I'm glad like I really ran in ran into you as far as like yeah, the agent yeah. side of things because yeah, we've yeah. had a couple of good combos yeah for sure um but yeah it's just it, it's intriguing like the way that you have to go about things so even though you're trying to sell my place you still have to sort of from a seller's point you know like be there for the potential buyers oh yeah and, and it, play devil's advocate yeah, to some extent it, it, it works both ways you know like and that's the thing, like, I don't know, you t- some people, people consider real estate agents, you know, not frauds, but like It's not dodgy. like tricky, Ricky, like second-hand car sales. No, no, no. But no. You're, you're, you're in the same sort of pool. Yeah, you know, you're, you're working, obviously the vendor is, the vendors are pe- people that, you know, pay me. You know, the, the people who are selling the house are the ones that pay me, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm going to work hard to get the best dollar for my vendor. But I'm also, you know, to a degree, we're going to work with the buyer as well. Like it's a, it's a two-way street. You know, you just can't. You've got to work both ends to be able to get a, a, a great result for both parties. You know, you're not, you know, you're not dodging your your vendor and selling it cheap just to get a sale. And I mean, some agents are probably like that, that they don't really care. They just want to get a sale in commission. And go away. You know, you, you'll get that from time to time, especially in Melbourne. And you can get away with it in Melbourne because you can sell in the eastern suburbs. And if you get caught doing dodgy stuff, and you just go out to the west or the north, and no one will really know you, sort of thing. Where in Chef, you, you small town mentality. Small town mentality. You've got to build trust. You got to build a reputation because you can get slammed pretty quickly if you're doing the wrong thing. You know, word gets around really quickly. So, and I learned that from you know Rocky and Gerald and and Darren and 
you know, they've got really good reputations and they've been in the business for 20 plus years, 30 plus years. And I've sold, sold million dollars, millions and millions of dollars of real estate. So, you know, that was one of the big things that you learn. You gotta be trust trustworthy, reliable, you know, be honest, you know, so you can't be making shortcuts, doing dodgy things, you know, cause you get caught out, you won't laugh, so. That's similar to your background in strength and conditioning though, like there are no shortcuts no. to strength and conditioning. Like it's that foundation no. that you're building. Correct, you just gotta be honest, you know. And in, in that strength conditioning as well, like just having those honest conversations with your clients or even just at the gym in general, like when you was PTing, just being honest with your, with your clients, um, you know. And, and I think just listening as well, like listening is just as good as, or if, more, if not more important than, you know, talking and being really good with your words. Like if you actually truly listen, you'll understand what, the person's telling you you know watching looking at them in their eyes how they yeah. are they looking at you are they dodging their eyes are they sort of looking up you know you can tell whether they're being truthful whether they're being sheepish or you, you know you ever played poker mate i reckon you'd be a pretty decent poker player uh, played poker a little bit but not a huge amount but yeah like just reading people um well again going back to nlp like it, they'll tell you like if someone looks up from their right corner it means they're really thinking so like if you ask them a question they look like up they're like having to really think about what the answer is going to be so it could not it might not be true you know because if you're going to think about a lie yeah that's you know. a good point too um but yeah just just listening um and and looking at those little points with their you know facial expressions and or um, you know, hand gestures and all that sort of stuff, you know. So um, I think that's really, really important when you're in terms of social cues and being sociable and getting to know people. And that's the biggest thing, like with real estate, I think that's um, how I think I really credit. I'm getting getting listings, people that I don't know. They go and list, you know, because when you go to appraise a home, you know, sometimes you don't know the person, right? So they might be getting three or four other agents in. And I think... The reason why I, I sort of win a lot of them is because I I listen, I ask questions, really get to know the people, you know. Some agents will just win because they'll tell them it's a higher price and, you know, cut the guts out of the commission and stuff like that, which is fine. You get people that are like that. But generally, like, if, if a, there's a genuine vendor that wants to sell but doesn't necessarily, you know, want to listen to the bullshit of I can get you X amount and charge a... X amount, you know, and just want a nice, genuine transaction, nice and smooth transaction, then generally most of the time I always get the listing because I'm, I'm talking, I'm being genuine. I'll sit down and have the conversation. I'm not an eating out, you know, I'll sit down and have a, take the time to get to know you as a person, get to know about the building and all that sort of stuff, your property, because, you know, for someone to sell their house, it's their most valuable asset. Oh, it is. You know, yeah. so it's a big transaction, you know. So people want to be comfortable with whoever they're going to sell the property with. So, you know, that's where I sort of credit that being a people person, you know, trying to be a – and, again, you've got you to read the person too. So if someone – if I meet someone that's quite sort of energetic and sort of – Up and about. Up and about, I'm going to be that person too to meet their 
energy level. Energy level. I mean, their personality degree to a degree, you know, like if um, they're sort of up and about and, you know, really energetic, I can't be just sort of chilling, talking really slow because I would just hate it too. Like, people are like, you just, yeah, you look like, just looks, you goes, mate, lady, you know. So I was sort of like, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, no, look, you're really good at home and just be up on their level. And because then that we can, you know, match the energy, match the, their personality and that he'll he'll fucking love me where and there's some there'll be you know like the older older generation if i'm selling a home for you know an older person like 70 80 years old you know they're sort of relaxed easy going so i'll hold them to levels have a cup of tea you know just chill out yep you know if i know that i'm going to give myself an hour because i know i might be there for an hour just sort of relaxing sure. you know so you know it's just being strategic on you know how what to do and how what questions I ask, you know, and, and how am I going to do this to the best of my ability to be able to get a listing? Because it's all in, that's the end of the day. Selling's, it's, like during COVID, selling was easy. You could sell us for an Eskimo at that point, but it's a bit harder now when the market's a bit, it's a bit. Have you found it tightening up? The oh, yeah, it has tightened up. Is that because of the interest rate increases? Oh, just, or yeah, interest rate, less flies in the market. Um, not that the prices are going down at all. Uh, I think they're probably leveling out. There's properties that probably, there's more often not now that whatever houses that are listed, they're probably selling for a bit less than what they're listed for. And that could be because either the agents pumped the price up or ge- it generally just didn't get enough interest that it just sold for a little bit less. And that's happened to me too. You know, yeah. I thought it was worth a little, you know, at the point and might sell for a little bit less. But that, that's just what the market's dictating. We're not dropping because we're that low for 20 years, but. Um, I just see it like softening out the next 12 to 15 like it did previous COVID. Mm. Like they won't drop. They'll just no, and I mean, stagnate uh, potentially. Yeah, it's taken, you know, oh, average day of the market is about 45 at the moment. So it's taken. It's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. You just got to work a little bit harder, which I mean, we had a pretty good, we, we had a pretty easy during the COVID time. You know, we'll, we'll just selling them and you're selling within a day. So, but, um, you know, selling in it in itself, it's it's always going to sell. The property's always going to sell, right? So it's getting the listings. That's the biggest. That's the hardest part. Getting houses to sell. That's that's the key. If you get houses to sell, they'll sell eventually. If you do if you do a really good job, stick to your process in terms of marketing and doing open homes and how you negotiate. You know, for your vendor, and you know, and you get vendors that are tough and you know they want X amount, even though you're trying to tell them it's not worth that either. So you just got to try and educate them as well and try and meet them both ways and so then both parties are happy with it. So, you know, because if your property's stuck for two or three, four months and you're getting no bites or no offers or whatever, you're going to say, well, what do you want to do? Like, this is where it sits. I'm doing it hard as I can. Try and educate the vendor to say, well, this probably is a bit high, you know, like it's we've told you from the start or whatever, you know. So just trying to educate them and, work with them as well, you know, so, um, yeah, so. It's good, mate. Mm. How's the beer? It's gone down really well. <laughs> You've been I'm a bit slow. I'm a bit slower than you, but I like to enjoy my beer. I'm nearly finished, though. Yeah, it is quite nice. I've got the other two to review in the next coming weeks. Mm. It's just doing a beer a day. 
it's an absolute struggle and then trying oh, yeah. to juggle the podcast. It's oh, like yeah. you're front of mind, mate, as far as like interesting guests to get on. And, yeah, yeah. And to think like we're the same age or the same group, like as far as the age goes. And yeah, yeah. to see um, where you started, like our first interactions yeah. as kids to where you are now, like you're absolutely killing it. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it. No, I've, and look, and I, I follow a few other people like on Instagram and socials and there's people that are just making millions and millions and millions, you know, but... The dollar know, value isn't everything. No, exactly right. You've got to have a fulfilling life and it sounds like you've got that with your wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's that's the biggest key and that's and that's in a struggle in itself. And that, that's probably the biggest struggle that I've had over the last sort of 12 or 18 months is being able to juggle all that. You know, that's yeah. the Yeah, like, just making sure that I'm having good quality family time yep. and that's the thing again reflection going back to reflection how can I be better as a parent as a husband as a real estate agent you know there's some days where I'm just like on my phone working or you know I got to a point where my thumbs like my, I was getting like arthritis because I was just Your thumbs on, my th- on my always on my phone and what I normally do and it's shocking and I'm trying to get better at it but I just I mindlessly scroll Instagram and Facebook. I don't even like register what I'm looking at, but it's how I think. Like, yeah. I'm thinking of something or thinking of something I need to do. I'm terrible writing lists of like things to do. So I just like mindlessly just scroll, scroll, scroll. Just, I'm just like, I'm sort of just daydreaming to a degree, like trying to figure out what I need to do or how can I get another listing or because I was, at a point, I was really money driven and making sure I'm being successful. Because I like how I, as a husband and as a dad, I, I um, when you look at love languages, so look, I've read a little bit about love languages. What's yours? So I'm like a, a provider, yeah, a giver, okay. right? So being a, the the man of the house to provide for my family, right? So that's how I show my love and intimacy. Where my wife's, um. You know, acts of acts of service. So she likes to cook and clean and the traditional. Yeah, but she, in terms of her feeling love, that's what she like. She would like to see from me. You know, sure. acts of service, um, and all that sort of stuff. Because it hasn't been all happy. You know, it hasn't been all happy. You know, throughout our whole marriage, like it's there's been tough times, especially over COVID. Because at the time, like I was coaching football as well. Who were you coaching for? I was coaching at the Shep Bears, footy club in the GB, first. yeah. You know, so that's a t- another time commitment too. And so she's just stuck at the house all day, every day. And, and Yeah, that'd be tough. At COVID and whatnot. So, and with a kid, like with a kid as well. And, and she's quite sociable too. So she wasn't getting that sociable. So she wasn't going out and working and just meeting people. Yep. So she was just stuck with a baby and a dog, you know, so... You know, there was tough times there too. So again, you got to reflect and how can I be better. So I'm just like making sure that I don't have like when we eat dinner to have my phone on me, talk to my kid uh, or kids, um, Charlotte and Flo, and um, you know, I have good meaningful conversations with my wife as well. Yeah. Um, you know, get that quality time because again, like reflecting on when our, our dog passed, you know, just all these memories and things like that. Where's that time gone? You know, and 
you sort of don't want to be the dad that just works, works, works and doesn't get to play with the, with the children and all that sort of stuff. So now it's uh, in terms of my reflection and it's a bit, it's, I've always going to be reflecting on real estate and stuff, but probably now more centered towards how being a better father and a better, better husband, you know, being a better, better family man, um, with my friend, like being better friends, having better friendships and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a continual, and that's a funny thing with life. It's fucking hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're it's, telling me, mate. It's tough. Yeah. But, it, it you is know, tough. Yeah. It, if, it, if it's tough, it means it, it's, it's a good life, yeah. you know, where if there's no struggle, well, that's about gym if, too. Like, oh yeah, you got If you if you want to get a gym, you want to get bigger. You got to struggle. You got to get. You got to get those. Nowadays, like life is comfortable enough to where the only struggle that you can have in your life mm. is to go to the gym and actually break a sweat. And yeah. Face adversity, like yeah, you can get food wherever you want. You drive to work in an air conditioned car. If you know your job in and out, yeah. it's quite easy to breeze through. Whether you work eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve hour days, mm. you know it, it, it's rudimental. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. And sometimes you do get comfortable, and I think fuck, I could be one of those kids in Africa or some shit, or I could oh, be fucking homeless, man. or yeah, you know, or even like, or if I'm not going to the gym, right? Oh, I've been a bit lazy. I'll be like, fuck, you know. And this is this sounds sadistic, but like you know, I could fucking get cancer next week. And what are you gonna like? And you could, and I could be fucking dead. Like that's your time up. That's my time up. Like, do I really want to fucking live my life like this? Yeah. Like if I, and I'm not saying that I hate my life. Like I just like get off the fucking couch, do something, do something. You know, because you know, always there's always things you can get better in your life. It's not always just work and get money. Like that's just. There's always a lot of other things outside of that. So, do you, do you find social media though nowadays? It's all about that hustle mentality. Get that. Yeah, money, yeah. That I've, bread. I've, I've, there's been days where I'm thinking, fuck, I should just, should just delete Instagram and delete Facebook because sometimes it's quite um, toxic. Toxic. Yeah, it just sends the wrong message. Like it is. Just seeing, you know, and there's a lot of people that sort of fake that shit too. You know, so yeah, um, fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, higher higher their ideas or merch or whatever and you know rents out these big fucking luxurious like they don't even own it yeah <clears throat> so um you know but i think i think i follow i think i've sort of just read through that and just i sort of just block that out now and just make sure that the things that i'm looking at are people that are pretty pretty real pretty you know don't go through that sort of bullshit um but yeah it can, it, from time to time i just think um, you know, the material things is what gets you by in life. And like, you know, there's days where I'm like, fuck, I wouldn't mind buying that car. Just, but it's more because I'd look, look sick in it. Like, <laughs> and people think that like, yeah. I'd look fucking rich. Yeah. But like, it doesn't just, make you happy though. No, it doesn't. Day. It's not going to get you anywhere in life. It's oh, actually no. worse off, you know, because you're buying all this shit and it's not even going up in value. You know, that's why I've just stuck to, the same cars that we've got. You've still got a pretty decent range of those. Yeah, it's not too yeah. bad, but it's like 20 grand, you know, like it's yeah. not fucking a brand new car, you yeah, know. Big not, bucks nowadays. Yeah, like. yeah, like, but so, you know, there's days where I'm like, fuck, I just wish I'd, I'd just buy a brand new car, but I'm like, uh, what's the point of spending, you know, 60, 80, 100 grand on a car 
Yeah. You fucking go down in value, like, it's a waste of money, isn't it? You know, That's so it. being smart with that, like, you know, down the track, if I buy into the business, you know, leasing and all that sort of shit, you know, so, you know, all that sort of stuff that, you know, you're not actually spending your own money on things that are going to do value and, you know, over time it's going to be worth nothing or a lot less than what you paid for. So, um, yeah, so just being real with that. Um, just Again, just being humble, being grounded, just... And you know what? The biggest thing that I've realized when working in real estate, yeah, is being being humble, being, as you said before, like um, living to your means to a degree. It's being modest. Being really. modest because, like, there's some people out there with some serious money and you wouldn't even know oh, it. Oh, mate, I... Uh, you would not even know it, how much money they've got. But I, you just I, think there's some just fucking random average Joe Blow running, walking around Shep. Yeah. Like... You know, some of the farmers and stuff, you know, yeah. some of the old Italian yeah. boys or, like, just – and even just, like, good, successful businessmen, they don't actually, like, flaunt it. We're, like, all the young – all the younger generation and stuff just flaunt it and have yeah. cash. But these you, people it's have – that new money, old money. Yeah, they have cash. Like, yeah. they have a lot of money, a lot of assets. You know, they don't give a fuck what they drive. You know, yeah. they don't really care. You know, so like, that, that's the biggest thing I've realised. Like, some of the – I mean, like, dealing with real estate, like, some of the – clients that we deal with yeah you wouldn't even know like how much they're worth but there's some got some serious you, dough. you used to see that when my old place i had a couple of housemates and one of them worked at uh food store mm. and teller and i used to love going to the teller because yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. only place where you could get buffalo wings with blue cheese sauce. yeah yeah love Fuck that the shit. ranch off love that love uh, that blue cheese <laughs> yeah blue cheese sauce on buffalo yeah. wings and then i get the steak with the chips and salad yeah. as my main course yeah but you'd actually see him come through and the farmers, no joke, are still on the FXD work trousers. Yeah. yeah. But you could always see like their, their wives were dressed to the gills. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and yeah. it was, yeah, quite humbling to see, you know, that generational mentality like you're, you're building an empire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's sad at the same time that you see like that, the younger generations just spending it yeah. without any knowledge as Correct. to how and just, hard and it was trying to, to get, get rich, that cash. And trying to get rich quick, I think, too. Like, And that's yeah. something that I've always sort of half-struggled with, too. Like, and again, that, again, reflecting on being a better father and a better husband, you know, like, I'm 28. Like, I've got plenty of time to... Another 40 years. Grow, grow my wealth, grow, you know, portfolio and all that sort of stuff. You know, you can't... Don't think you just, you know, people get lucky and they make big bucks straight off the bat, you know, not so much lucky, but like, you know, they're still working hard and whatnot, but, you know, they find an idea or a product that just, you know, makes a million bucks, you know, millions and millions. But, you know, and that's, again, that toxicity of Facebook and Instagram, social media and stuff, you know, just seeing all these people getting rich really quick. So <clears throat> I just sort of thought, oh, I'll just take... Now I'm just sort of like take my time, just chip away, you know, respect the pro process, chip away, you're doing a really good job. And over time you'll just grow more and more and more, get more well known. Because even though I'm doing really well, like I'm not like a household name, like where Rocky, everyone knows Rocky's a real estate guy, like he's the guy. You know, so I'm not quite there yet, but you know, over time when I stick to the process and do really well, like I'll get to that point. You know, hopefully down the track I'll buy into the business and do all that sort of stuff. So, but, you know, just 
live in the moment, just day to day, enjoy the process. You know, don't think so short term. Think long term. You know, it'll happen for you. you just got. It's just got to take time. You know, just you know, trust yourself, and the the fruits of your labor will eventually come to it. Because even now, like, and and Rock is about fifty this year, I think, or last year, or something like that, and he's only now sort of starting to back off a little bit. You know, not pushing so hard and um, sort of relaxing. He got, you know, he's got. He's got all the workers there, so he can sort of, you know, spend a bit more time in Melbourne or, you know, he's still working, but just, you know, doesn't have to be in the office all the time and stuff like that. You know, he's, he's been in the industry for 20 years. Yeah, that's 25 it. 25 years, you know, so. I've got a bunch of questions on Rocky, but let's just pause it for a sec. Yeah. I'm hanging for the loo, but uh, we'll, back, we'll be back to you in a moment, guys. So just uh, let's pause it here. Cheers. And we're back. Another brewski. <laughs> Another brewski. Yeah, so we're sort of getting into that second half and like that comparatively speaking uh, with Rocky, how he's sort of taking his foot off the accelerator a bit because he's built that team around him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How do you see like the next or your foreseeable future as far as like setting up yeah. assets or mm. things like set and forget? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think definitely in the next few years I'll be sort of looking or hoping to be buying in the business however that looks like and you know again slowly but surely don't expect to be owning the whole thing but you know just having a little bit of a piece of the pie I think will be probably my next progression um, you know still hitting and making sure I'm still consistently hitting that you know if, you hit, if you're selling sort of 50 properties a year you're sort of you know you're ticking, you're ticking along pretty nicely so you know Make one a week. Yeah, one, one a week. Job. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think ticking that along um, with that and then down the track over the next couple of years when Rocky decides that he wants to sort of look at selling off some, um, some shares, not backing off too much, but, you know, just that natural progression of, um, you know, slowing up a bit, then I'll be definitely, you know, looking at potentially – Buying, um, buying into the business because I think it's a very successful business, and um, you know we sell all facets of industry, uh, real estate. So, you know, over the next few years, probably look at, at doing that, and then um, in terms of investment, I haven't really thought about because at the moment, like I've only done some sort of quick flips and what sort of whatnot. Um, at the moment, still you know renovating our house that we live in. Um, so you know. We want to get that. We haven't really done. We're doing. We're doing a lot of the outside first, um, and then when the kids are a little bit older, we'll finish off the actual house. Um, just because it makes it easier. If people we need to move out and rent for a bit, just makes it a little bit easier for them. Um, yeah, would mind you know owning a couple, probably more industrial, commercial. I think. That's where the money's at, I think. Like from an industrial point of view, yeah. like they pay all out going. Correct. It's a lot easier. And the fit out, you know, they fund all of that Correct. as opposed to residential. I got turned off residential real quick. Yeah, resi's probably more the you know, if you can get a good deal, you can there's a couple like there's some quick quick money there. Quick flips. Maybe. Quick flips if you know what you're doing, you know, whether you know, there's a <clears throat> um 
you know, two, three unit side or whatever, you know, there's some value in that for good position and you can get away with doing a, a nice reno without doing any structural work or whatnot. But and I actually really love, because um, I've done a couple of renos, um, I really actually really like the design aspect of that. I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, like at the moment, like the very first house we brought, we redid the front yard, made that look really nice and did a few other things and and sold that off. And then this house we live in now, like you buy the, the old saying, you buy the shittest house in the best, best street, street. Which you've got. You know, like. It's not the, it's it's not not the, the shittest house now. No, it's no, it's not the shittest house. Yeah, too, yeah. But it's in the best street. Yeah, it's sure. on a really, you know, good street in the CBD and, um, you know, made it look really 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 nice um so far so i mean look it was uninhabitable when we first bought it so we've gone a fair fair way from where it is now and i think it's been about a year now actually since we've um settled on it so so it's been really good so um and i've got some really grand plans that make it really high end because i think again there's a lot of money in ship so you know to sell off for a house over a million dollars, it's, it's happening more often than not. You know? So even you know, like that eight hundred plus, it's just yeah, crazy yeah, it's now. the norm now. So yeah, looking at really doing that up over time, um, and I know it's probably not the smartest investment because you're not actually making any money. You know, there's not much cash flow coming in, right? But it's more of a project of ours, I think. So, but yeah, over time, industrial commercial, I think, is a key. You pick something up with a nice yield on it, because as I said, like it, they pay all the outgoings. You're in a lease, you know, so they're locked in for not just twelve months, but they're locked in for generally three to five years or ten years, depending yeah. on depending on the um, the tenant. Um, so it's a lot more. It's that's more of a set and a fi- set and a forget. In that sense, you know, you don't have to worry about fucking maintenance and garden work and stuff and. You know, depending on your lease with commercial and industrial sort of stuff, you know, you can, you know, they can be up for, you know, making sure that everything's on their dime, fixing air conditioning and all that sort of stuff. So it just depends on what sort of deal you can get. But um, especially, it's more so in ship specifically, there's not much commercial, well, there's not much, there's definitely not hardly any industrial land left. And we don't see that getting constructed in the foreseeable future unless someone decides to sell or council decides to rezone some land which is they don't generally do straight away that's a bit of a process so um, that's where my sort of pick is long-term hold like long-term investment um but if there's a couple of good quick flips that i can see on the in the future then you know i'm not scared to sort of do some hard yards and and do some labor work just to you know, save a bit of money and whatnot, just to, you know, those little quick flips. So, and I really enjoy that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, wouldn't mind looking into like the share market. Just, I think it's always good to, and I've read a couple. Yeah. I think I've read a couple of, you know, um, books and just read a few things and, you know, yeah, good to diversify, not have everything in real estate, but I love real estate though. Like it's a a passion. So majority of it's going to be in real estate, but you know, um i've got a few friends and people in my family to um put money into into stocks and stuff like that and nfts i didn't really sort of get into 
Um, I sort of looked into it a bit, but it's going to take too much of my time to really exactly. understand it and, and to get it and do it stick, well. Stick to the blue chips. Yeah. So things are the proven record. Yeah. I mean, I like think. if people don't well on MPs, good on them. Like, you know, I'm not saying that it's the don't do it. I when, just I just don't have enough time to. Yeah. When you see it on social media, like endorsed by Snoop Dogg, you know what financial degree does that guy have? Like he he writes raps. Oh well, you know, I think as it's far a, as an NFT, and I think it's a marketing thing. Like if they pay, yeah, him, it's a ploy. You know, sure. millions of dollars to promote it, then obviously that's just going to boost their, you know, position um, position of you know Massively. how much stock they have. So you know, it's a bit of a marketing tool and and whatnot. So, um, but again, like depending on which stock you had, it, you could have made millions on you know Canva and um, what else went public like um. Uh, anything like blitz pay as you go pay as you go sort of yeah. um, couple of those you know so if you if you're smart about it those blitz marketing um what's it called the, the what's the pay as you go after pay oh, i paid just i sold blitzing. it at ten dollars what is it now like it was 109 when yeah. i last saw it you know yeah. like I, I sold after the first uh i bought at the peak i had a purchase at like nine dollars when yeah the ACCC wanted to have a look at them for that, you know, yeah. the, the commission. And then I sold it the next day. I had to pay capital gains. I only held it for, le- obviously, I held it for less than 24 hours. Yeah. Cop the capital gains tax on it. But I just wish I held it for, you know, 18 months to just see where it is. So it's $109. Uh, it was last time. Uh, that was a while ago. I yeah, really yeah. got into you know, Melbourne or energy and just a few offshore yeah, energy yeah. Uh, stonks. Yeah. Um, penny stocks really just trying to capitalize on that yeah, multiple. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I totally agree where you're coming from, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. I think just diversify just a little bit. Not You can't spread yourself too much because then you just, you won't know what's going on. So that you can't, unless that's your, that's your one thing and that's investing and that's your main job, then that's fair enough. But, yeah, as a real estate agent, um, love real estate, so I'm always going to buy into real estate. Maybe developing at some point or put money into. So obviously, we've I've got good relationships with a lot of developers that do a lot of the residential development. So, um, you know, potentially putting money into some of the develop major developments that we do in Shep and stuff like that over time. Um, those sort of things. So, um, that's sort of where I see myself going, but, um. Yeah, you know, I gotta trust my gut a little bit more because sometimes I do get a bit reserved and and whatnot. But um, so afterpay is now sixty six dollars. Yeah, okay. But it's twelve month range. It's fifty two week range is between sixty six, which is its all time low now, and one hundred and sixty. Yeah, there you go. You're but to, to, yeah, to sell it at ten. You would, have, oh. you would have had a, a few stocks in there. Oh, I think I had twenty five hundred. Yeah. yeah, big bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. These are you don't you don't look back you look forward correct you and know? look you you made the yeah, at least you made the plunge that's it like I don't know a lot of people I feel just yeah they stay safe yeah 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 be smart about it be educated I'm not saying just jump into fucking anything like yeah do your research make an educated be yes, smart like, but don't yeah. don't be so reserved and not do if you do nothing like nothing's gonna fucking happen is it. You know, if you do it. something, something's going to happen. You yeah, know, you think so. about the money that you've earned and that you're about to put in. Like, if you put in, 
you know, twenty five hundred dollars into something, that's yeah. two weeks worth of work. That's eighty hours. Like, correct. Do your research, correct. You know, and this is your future. Like, you got to think of your future self, and that's what I try and keep in mind. Like, when I'm a frail sixty year old, mm. is this going to benefit me? Correct. Like, yeah, exactly you, right. And uh, the people around you, whether you're married with kids, it's like this is, you know, it's got to work for them as well. Exactly right. Like when I build these blocks, like so the worst thing is going to happen is I'll sell them for maybe a little bit more than what I bought them for, minus stamp duty, capital gains and stuff. So I might make, you know, fuck all of it. At least you're breaking even. Well, w- worst case. Yeah, worst case, I'm going to, yeah, break even, you know, like, which I'm just going to be in the same position as I've worked before. At least you take the risk, you know. So, yeah. Um, I knew it was gonna. I knew the market wasn't gonna. I knew we went, at the time we weren't gonna go in a recession. So, you know, it was a it was a very educated guess, or educated sort of risk to to take. You know, so, um, and I'm sure there's there's uh, other opportunities as well out there that you know, I think you can just take if you take the plunge. You just again, what's what's the worst you're gonna is gonna happen? You know, you're not gonna lose your house or whatever. If you again, if you be educated and smart. You'd be dumb and, you know, I don't know, re, re, again, and some people take risks too. They remortgage a house, they go all in, and it's that drive and determination that will get them over the line. But, yeah, you just got you just got to be smart, but at least have a, have a paper plunge, really. Uh, yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, uh, we've been going a bit over now 10. Mm. Um, obviously, we had the break there too. Mate, it's it's been a. This is probably one of my favorite uh, conversations so far. Yeah, like, cool. we're at uh, episode. I think this will be what seven or eight now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate. Like, this is. It's been great having you on. Pleasure being you, mate. Thanks. I re- really appreciate it. And like, obviously, there's that disparity. Like me and you, we're we're polar opposites in a sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, shift work of a real estate, polished real estate yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's it's admirable like seeing like your your growth and where you were to where you are now like mm. it's you know any young people out there follow follow sean um he's he's absolutely killing it um where can listeners hear more of you mate or, or get on to you oh i mean i don't i probably don't post enough on my own socials but i mean if you just follow the gagliati scott page you know yeah. i do a lot of videos and stuff of and posts and stuff, you know, of myself, I guess, on that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really post too much real estate stuff on my own personal page. Probably, probably need to start doing that a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think most of the stuff is posted through there. So, like, yeah. I do a lot of videos of you know properties that I've sold or, yep, you know, different things about the market and stuff like that. And you know, I'll probably end up doing a couple of potties on on the on our podcast yeah as well. gerald is it yeah with gerald. Swing? mate I, i've seen him on there i, was, I saw the highlights yeah yeah because uh, i had a chat with anthony today at attention media and gerald like he's got the voice he's got the presence yeah yeah like obviously this is audio only but hopefully we uh get visual after probably next year i reckon once we hit once we crack 50 eps yeah um we'll get on to that yeah yeah for sure like yeah, when we're in Kai, I reckon I'll dedicate like a proper oh, bedroom to, yeah. to podcasting. But yeah, I really 
could uh, appreciate the work that that guy's put into himself and the the digital presence that you guys have. Yeah, I mean, market again, mover. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Like Rocky and Gerald have been pretty savvy with, um, you know, being market leaders in terms of how do we, you know, separate ourselves to our competitors and in the social media sense or marketing sense. And you know, we'll Rocky was quite pioneer with the social media, Facebook and Instagram, and how he went about that. Now we think, you know, next step is to do a podcast because obviously podcasts are quite the um, a big thing right now. We thought, all right, we'll, we'll do our own do our own podcast, Rocky and Gerald. And I think they've just done their first episode with um, some conveyances and solicitors, yeah, right. local um, conveyances in, in the town and educate the buyers on and vendors on, you know, their conveyances side of things, what they do. More of an educational tool, really. Adding value to listeners. Adding value to listeners. Because podcasting is like quite a saturated market. Oh, it is. So if you're adding value to a listener, obviously they're going to keep coming back. 100%. What's the key takeaway from this episode? Correct. Exactly right. So, So, you know, just getting different guests to help people understand real estate, you know, full circle, what it entails and how the process is and what involves because a lot of people don't really understand what it involves, you know. So, um, yeah, so I might do a couple of potties there, but, you know, just follow me on socials um, and Gateway A. Scott. And, you know, if you have any questions, just give me a call. I'm always up for a chat. Or I'll, you can always see me at the Milk Bar um, hey. Cafe, cheeky plug. But, um, you know, love their espresso. So I'm always there. So if you're up for a chat or, you know, want to kick back and... 8.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock? Oh. Early. No, nah, not that early. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, about eight, probably around eight, nine, eight or thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me double shot espresso and get the day sorted. But yeah, I mean, I'm always accessible anytime. And and that that's the thing. Like, I love real estate. I'm all, like, I've always got time for anyone. Like, people ask, people will come up to me, and even if they're dealing with another agency that it's not, it, it, and they're all they're buying a house that I'm not even selling. You know, like. Yeah always ask me questions about, you know, different things or how, how to approach it or, you know, I've even negotiated deals before on other people's behalf. You know, I'm, I'm not against that. Like I'm happy to help. Yeah. I'm not going to charge them. Like it's, it's just, you know, I love real estate. I love how it's more real estate. It's not being an agent. It's not, it's more about, um, you're dealing with people, not houses if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you want to make both parties happy. Yeah, like I'm dealing with more with the person than I am dealing with the house. Yeah. You know, like the house is the byproduct. Yeah. The thing that I'm selling, but in the sense I'm dealing with people, you know, so I love helping people, love dealing with people. That's why I love real estate, you know, getting out and about, doing all that sort of stuff. So I love dealing with people. So if anyone's got questions or need help with anything or whatever, or if they're thinking about doing a reno, and how to add value to their home without breaking the bank, all those sort of things. I love doing that sort of stuff, you know, those little hacks or whatever. Yep. You know, to add value, That's I love doing that. So you can always just give me a call or hit me up on socials. No awesome. Easy, guys. We'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, thanks heaps again for, no, for joining us on the thanks, podcast. Man. Thanks for having me. Easy, mate. Uh, see you guys. Bye.